friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is Prince Nestor sitting in for Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the July 20th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Let's kick off with athletics. Kenyan Timothy Cheriot failed in his bid to defend his 1500 meters world title after finishing sixth in the final and losing out to Jack Whiteman of Britain at the World Athletics Championship in Eugene, Oregon. Whiteman finished the race at a blistering pace in a time of 3 minutes 29.23 seconds ahead of highly favored Olympic champion Jacob Engribitsen of Norway who clocked a time of 3 minutes 29.47 seconds to take silver. Spain's Mohamed Katir took bronze, while Chiriot's Kenyan countryman Abel Kipsang finished seventh. Whiteman, who became the first Briton to win the race since 1983, couldn't hide his joy after winning the race. I feel as though that had happened until I crossed the line because he's so good that I just thought he was going to come back past me. So uh, It means British distance running's in a great place. Uh, I was pretty inspired watching Laura. Like, it's hard not to be when she ran as good as that. And I just hoped I could replicate and get a medal. Uh, if that was a bronze or silver, I would have been very happy. But to actually come away with the, the flipping gold, like that, that's the dream. It's an absolute dream. Uh, crazy. Like, of all the places to have done it, I think I'd pick Eugene as definitely one of them up there. Only second to probably London, if that could have been an option. But, yeah, it's going to take a while for this to sink in. Um, I've loved this sport and being like dreamt of being an athlete since I was probably seven or eight years old and you dream of going to Olympics being Olympic champion that didn't happen being a world champion for me is is as good as it could get like I, I can't believe it newly crowned 100 meter champion Fred Kelly failed to qualify for the 200 meters finals after finishing sixth in the semi-final hit that was won by the Dominican Republic sprinter Alexander Ogando the American, who held his left hamstring after finishing the race, refused to rule out the possibility of competing in the 4x100 relays this weekend. The men's 200 meters finals takes place on Thursday and will feature a star-studded list, which includes defending champion American Noah Lyles, 18-year-old Arian Knighton, and another American sprinter, Kenya Bednarek. I'm Prince Nesta, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Among the contingents competing in this year's World Athletics Championships is the refugee Olympic team. Its members are all refugees and unable to compete for their countries of birth. I spoke with some of them and we will be airing those interviews this week. Yesterday we aired the first part of my conversation with Angelina Nadai Lohalith, who's originally from South Sudan and grew up at Kakuma Refugee Camp in Kenya. Here's the second part of that interview featuring the runner who recently competed in the 1500 meter finals at the World Championships but didn't qualify for the finals. I asked Angelina to give tips on how to join the refugee athletics team. First of all, in 2014, Chakala came and organized and informed the staff of UN Sharon and WF that she would love to see people running. So if you don't mind, organize the race so that people they can come and run. And they pass the message in the community that whoever feel like to run, you can come. Whether you can represent Congo, Ethiopia, South Sudan, any country, or maybe Uganda, just come all then. I remember in 2014, one of my friends came and told me that, oh, have you heard that there is a trial? And then I told her I have no idea. And she told me, like, oh, you should be having a place to represent. 
those South Sudan, it is, the list is already full, so you have to look for another chance. Since I have that feeling of competing, so one of my friends told me, oh, you can come and represent uh, Uganda, because she knew me in school. Some time back we had uh, one competition in school, whereby I was representing a school in high, in high school. So during that time we had the trial, and I managed to to be the top two. I, know, I mean in top three. Because number one and number two, uh, the two Kenyans lady took, and I became number three. For that time, I realized I, I told myself, "Oh, if I'm the I'm the first, which means if I'm number three in the refugee camp, which means I was number one in general." The two Kenyans, number one and number two. From that time, I I start to appreciate myself that oh, I can do well in running, though it is it is not something that I could know. Maybe running is part of the competition. That is something I never knew. In 2015, when now Tekla came and organized a race that she will need a team to take to Nairobi for a training, I decided to join. Though by that time I was very busy because I was concentrated with my neck examination, which is Kenya National Examination for Form 4. So after I joined the trial, I managed to be number one in 15 kilometers. So now we are told you will be joining Nairobi camp the rest of the people who are selected there so that you can see how far you will go. By that time, you know, not most of the people, they could know that they can run. So it was only a beginning for us. You know, what I came to realize even, you cannot start uh, running when you are maybe somebody who's grown up already. Maybe your body might not be fit to do so. But for us, we could never lose hope because we say, if this is a beginning for us, let me have a test of what might be the next thing in the future. Wow, the next thing in the future and looks like, you know, the future is going to be so bright for you. <laughs> I mean, you're really doing incredible right now representing the refugee team in the ongoing world championships taking place here in Eugene, Oregon. As a competitive athlete, you know, being a world-class athlete, what abilities do you think possibly separates you from the rest? I think the first thing is discipline. Being disciplined is very important for any somebody who's uh, doing a sport. Because when you are uh, being spilling means that you need to follow a program of a coach. You need to respect. You need to love what you are doing. You need to be so honest with your work. And you need to be dedicated. You need to be determined. Because if you don't have those qualities, then you just need to forget what you are doing. When you're not racing, are there any other things that you possibly do during your free time? Mm, so far, maybe let me say, I have not been... Uh, free. I didn't have get uh, free free time because I remember very well in 2015 I was still doing my uh, form for exam. So after exam, so I was brought to the camp for a training. So I have been busy like almost the whole year because we were told that you'll be having a selection for uh, Olympic, which was taking place in Brazil in 2016. So I have been through training. Even to get a chance to go home and, and meet the family, I could not be able to go because I was really I really wanted to sacrifice for that time so that I can do well. And maybe after some few hours or maybe after some few days I can rush home. And at the same time I was still going to school. So I never have like a lot of free time or maybe more than one month to mm. be free. You competed in the 1500 meters heats. How did that go for you? Let me say it was really fantastic because... I really, the moment I have been trying to put more effort on training, I have been looking forward to put my PB, 
which was my personal best, and I really made it yesterday. I was so happy because back in the camp, that was that was the hope of the coaches and also my colleagues that even if I can run under that, because many times I have been doing some more, many trials and I have been running that that three that four, so I could not even go under that. But yesterday I made a great achievement, which I got four twenty three, and it was really amazing achievement for me. I cannot even explain my feelings. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations on that. And how was the mood like in the stadium, you know, running at Hayward Field, the fans and the atmosphere? How was that like for you running in such a world-class facility? Let me say it was so amazing. Though when I left Kenya, it was kind of winter. It was so cold. So we have been training in a cold season. But now coming here, it was now becoming so hot. Though when I went for some joking, it was so hot for me, but I thought maybe it might affect me and I might not get my good result that I expected. But the moment I just, when the gun was shot for the starting line, I could just, I was so confident and ran in an easy way. So I think it was really fair for me. Mm. Even the equipment, they were so nice. Incredible, incredible. Are there any athletes that you personally look up to? Let me mention of 1500 champ with uh, Faith and Helen O'Meary, who was running 10 kilometers. You know, I love their personalities because every time they compete, they give it to their best. And what I love most in them, discipline and how they maintain their title. Every time they compete in any race, they will make sure to win it. And they always maintain their how they race and how they train. So every time they will appear in games, they will make sure to win. Have you communicated to your parents or your friends back in Kenya since he ran? And how did that go? Okay, maybe what I can say, especially to my friends, they send so many compliments because that is what they really expected. They know me. Oh, Anje, you are strong. You are strong. We know. I know you're gonna make it. So just make us proud. So, you know, the moment even when I was just start running, I knew that I was not running for myself. I have my colleagues who are behind. I left behind, especially to most of the displaced people who are refugees. A million of refugees, just not just only in Kenya, but all over the world. You know, every time I run, I know I run for all of them, not just a refugee in Kenya or maybe my colleagues in the camp. So that is why my message most of the time to them is just only they need to have a hope. If they have talent, let them practice. They should never sleep on it because you never know how far your talent can take you. That was Angelina Nadai Lohalith, 1,500-meter runner for the World Refugee Team at the World Championships. And she spoke with me from Eugene, Oregon. Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it 
every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Prince Nesta and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. A top official of the Athletics Federation of Nigeria says the country has prospects of winning some medals at the ongoing World Athletics Championships in Oregon, USA. Team Nigeria has not won any medal since the championships began on July 15th. The official, however, says the federation is impressed with the performances of some young athletes who made their debut at the championships. Dari Eason is the head of media of the Athletics Federation of Nigeria and he spoke to reporter Mike Mbonya about the performances of Team Nigeria at the ongoing championships. Well, um, there's been a good uh, championship for, for Nigerian athletes so far. Um, we've had a couple of uh, semi-finalists, especially athletes making their debut, getting as far as the semi-finals. Um, we have uh, Nathaniel Ezekiel, that's the new national record holder in the 400 meters orders. Uh, Fivo Fili, uh, Rosemary Chukuma, Grayson Wokocha, um, and a couple of others have actually made it to the semi-finals. And uh, we've had a finalist in Chukwebukwa and Ekwechi. Um, in the ranking order, we didn't expect that he is going to get to the podium. So I think he has fulfilled expectations by getting to his second final in the short put event. Remember, three years ago, he was also in the final. Uh, maybe next, next year in, uh, in Budapest, maybe we cannot start talking about the podium appearance for, for him. That's uh, if he makes the court. Uh, but by and large, I think we've done, we've done fairly well. Uh, Philly made the debut. Uh, no, not a debut, really. Um, uh, made a debut in the 200 meters, let me put it that way. And uh, she got as far as the semi-final. We were running a fantastic time in the in the heat, 22-2. So, um, I think they've done well. So that's what I that's, that's what that's what I'm going to say. I think I think they've done well. Rosemary uh, Chukuma, then Grace Wokocha, remember her? The girl that made the semi-finals in the 100 and 200 meters at the Olympics last year. Uh, she she also made it to the uh, semi-final this time around in both events. So uh, then we are looking forward to them to doing something good in the relays. So I think we've done fairly well so far. With five days to the end of the championships. Do you think Team Nigeria has prospects for podium performances? In terms of um, getting to the podium, I think we are just about getting to the medal zone for Nigeria. What do I mean by medal zone? Before the start of the championships, we were banking on just two athletes and maybe the relay teams to actually get us uh, to the podium. And that's the 100 meters or those and the long jump women. The 100 meters or those, we have the reigning African uh, record holder. Um, at 12.41 seconds. That's to be loved by Muson. And in the long jump, we have uh, our perennial medalist. Let me put it that way. It's a Brumen. Remember, since 2019, it's a Brumen has been on the podium you know, at the Olympics, at the World Indoor this year. And we expect that she'll be the second, uh, the first Nigerian to win a medal at the watch, at consecutive editions of the World Championship. So that is where Nigerians believe that they will get a medal. So if we've not won any so far, I think it has gone to according to the script. We only expected Fifo Philly to get to the final, where maybe anything could have happened. But believe you me, where you have a Sherika Jackson with a 21-5-5-5-1, you have uh, the get that beat at the NCAA, Abistana, you have uh, Fraser Price, you have Tonsim uh, Era. 
<laughs> you have the national Smith. That, that would have been a tough call, really. That would have been a tough call. The final appearance will have done a progress, a lot of good, really, because she's been on fire this year. But I also know that she ran a lot of races in the NCA. Maybe that's accounted for why she was unable to run a 21 again, so that she could have made that final. But I think she has tried. She has tried. Podium appearances, like I said, Toby was very close three years ago in Doha, even at the Olympics last year, she was also very close. She was fought on both occasions. So we are expecting, with what she's been doing in the circuit so far this year, she's one of the top three this year in the circuit, and we believe that that will be what will play out in Eugene this time around. I think this should be our time to win a medal. Our Nigerians are thinking that we are going to get a second sprint medal since 1999. That was the first time we won the only sprint medal medal by Gloria Lose. So this time around, I think it's going to be another glorious appearance for Tobia Muson. I mean, taking a key from what happened last year when she became the first Nigeria to win in a Diamond League discipline. So that is what Nigerians think will happen this time around. And the girl has really been flying. She's been flying. So that's for Toby. Then for AC, I think she's, big, she's a big occasion uh, athlete. She has this big occasion temperament. She's always been doing well, right from, I remember when she went to her first Olympics in 2016 as a purely Nigerian-based athlete. And she made it to the final. She came fifth. Then thereafter, she didn't do well at the 2017 World Championship, but after the 2017 World Championship, she's been on fire. In Doha, she was a bronze medalist. At the Olympics last year, she was a bronze medalist. Then she upgraded to silver at the World Indoor in Serbia this year. And we are expecting her to also get to the podium this time around. Then after that, you not talk about the relays. Yes, the relays. Um, when you have a team with uh, three sub-11 seconds runner, runners, and maybe with the Toby Amuson that will help as a fourth, fourth, fourth runner, then I think you, be, you start thinking you may likely get a medal there if the batting leg change is flawless. And that's what we think is going to happen. So we have a very big chance of getting a four by one medal. And that will be our first in the history of the championship for the women. We've never won a four by one medal at the World Championship for the women. We won for the men. Yes, we won for the men. I remember 1997, the Olapa Diadene, the Davis was the France so big way lose and uh, also one there's in one so we won the silver then in, ta- in Athens I still remember that time because we set a national record in the semi-final an African record not even national we set an African record in the semi-final so this time around I think it's the turn of the women there's Derry Eason head of media athletics federation of Nigeria and he spoke with reporter Mike Ayanbonye on the telephone from Lagos Nigeria <laughs> This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. The World Health Organization and U.S. Centers for Disease Control say coughing and sneezing can spread COVID-19. Physical distancing, staying at least one meter away from people outside your family, can protect everyone. For more information, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest on COVID-19. That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. I'm Prince Nesta and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
Moving on to some football transfer news, Arsenal have agreed to sign Alexandra Zinchenko from Premier League champions Manchester City for a fee estimated to be around $38 million. The Ukraine international was one of Pep Guardiola's first signings as Manchester City coach in 2016 and has since made 128 appearances in all competitions, winning four Premier League titles, four League Cups and an FA Cup. The 25-year-old becomes the second City player to sign for the Gunners this summer following the arrival of Brazilian Dangerman Gabriel Jesus. The London rivals Chelsea have also confirmed the signing of English forward of Jamaican descent Raheem Sterling from Manchester City. The 27-year-old put pen to paper on a five-year deal. Sterling signed for City in 2015 after leaving Liverpool and went on to score 131 goals in 339 games. Sterling spoke in his maiden interview on why he chose to come to London. I went up north, obviously, really young, over 10 years now. And yeah, since I've been up there, found myself, found who I am. Um, I know what makes me tick and what don't, so... I think that's the perfect way to, to return back to London. You know. The Blues also secured the signing of Senegal captain Kalidou Kolibali from Napoli on a four-year deal estimated to be worth $40 million. The 31-year-old expressed his excitement at joining the London Beast Club. I'm really excited to, to be here. I was looking uh, forward to, to be with the team. I was in, uh, in London three days ago. When I just arrived, I was like uh, excited to be in this city, to, to play for, for this club. So I'm really happy and I want to, to thank everybody, the staff, the coach who wanted me, also the, the boss. Everybody was uh, was uh, really nice with me and uh, I feel already home. Kulibali also revealed there are a couple of Chelsea players who influenced his decision to join the club. One month ago, Georgie texted me and told me if I want to come to Chelsea. I said, I don't know if they, they ask for me, okay, I want to come, but uh, I don't want to, to go propose myself. If they want to, me to come, I will come with pleasure. And after Edu make a small pressing, my choice was already done, so so I'm happy already. I'm happy to be here because it's a talented team with a lot of young players and some experienced players, so it's a nice mix, I think. And this can be a good thing for, for the team and for, for the city, so I want to, to give emotion to the, to the supporters, to everybody, for to come to Sanford Bridge. And I want to, to show myself that uh, I will work for, for the team and for everybody to to win something. I look forward to start with the team and to start the training. The six foot one defender also spoke about the need to quickly adapt with the team's style of play. I will try to, to give my experience. I, uh, I play like eight years in Napoli. I play Champions League. I play some uh, important games. But I will start to, to come here to, to understand how is the, the Premier League uh, football because it's the different football. In Italy we play like more tactical, more with the head. He, here everything is like more, more faster. Everybody is running faster, uh, thinking faster. So I have to, to, to improve myself to give the back like the, the solidity they, they want and to be the, the player that uh, the, the coach wants. He speaks with me, he tells me what he is waiting for me, so I have to, to give him what he wants, so I will give him, uh, give everybody what they want. And the most important is that the, the young player has to be easy to, to, to play their football, so I will try to, to give this serenity to them. 
and after I think everybody will go, will go well. When asked about working with Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel, he is what the wall, as his fans describe him, had to say. It was a really important detail for, for me. He called me and he said that he wants me absolutely to, to come in Chelsea. I was really happy because we know him. We know him from Paris when he was uh, the, the coach from Paris. And after when he came to Chelsea, he, he direct called me and told me if I wanted to, to come. It, uh, it didn't happen before, but uh, today the day comes. I know that he's a uh, good man. I know that he's a very good uh, trainer, so I'm looking forward to start to work with him. And I will try to, to do my best to, for him to be happy of me. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel also praised his new signings' style of play. Kali uh, combines uh, a level of, of, of quality, a level of talent, level of personality, strengths in set pieces, offensively, defensively, header and uh, physicality which is very rare to find and he played so many matches on highest level he knows already some some players from national team like edu and shoshi uh, from from napoli of course so hope we can uh, he can make his way very very quickly into the team feel well and uh, yeah he's also is now a training individual half individual half with a group and uh, from there we go. There's Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel during an exclusive interview with Chelsea TV in Orlando, Florida. Meanwhile, Manchester United have completed the signing of Denmark midfielder Christian Eriksen on a free transfer, while Barcelona have also signed Brazilian forward Rafinha from Leeds United. The 25-year-old joined Leeds from Rene for $20 million in 2020 and made 65 Premier League appearances, scoring 17 goals while providing 12 assists. The Brazilian sensation will be part of a lethal striking force which also includes Polish striker Robert Lewandowski, who recently joined the club from Bayern Munich. The 33-year-old hitman has scored 344 goals in 374 games for the Bundesliga Giants had plenty of praise for his new side in his first Barcelona interview. Finally, I'm here. I'm very happy. I'm uh, very happy to enjoy to, to Barcelona to be here. Uh, the last uh, few days was uh, very long days, but in the end, uh, the deal is done. So now I'm, I'm can be the focus on new chapter in my life, new challenge. But uh, always, I am the guy who wants to win not only the game but also the titles. So I hope so that from the beginning of the season, we are going to start with the um, with the winning and going to the titles in the during the season and in the in the end of the season as well. Lewandowski also shared insights on his relationship with the current Barcelona coach, Xavi. From the beginning, I know it that his um, mind, his idea is strictly going uh, in good way, going with this, um, uh, with this idea that for me was easy to, to decide to, to come to, to Barcelona because I know that uh, I'm the guy who, uh, who want to play, who want to win. And uh, I think that with, the, with Xavi is, uh, is very possible and he knows exactly how to how to how he should to uh, to coach uh, Barcelona because he was an amazing player and now he is also very good uh, to coach uh, in, he has amazing future and uh, I want to be part of this as well for me as uh, goals that are always uh, the high you know I want I always want win I, not only the game also the titles and I know that uh, we have so many good players with amazing uh, quality 
and uh, we we can going high, very up, uh, looking forward, uh, only together, and we know that uh, with this team we can achieve um, a lot in this season, and I am sure that uh, that's going to be like that. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Ndombolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Prince Nesta and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. And on the golf course, former U.S. President Donald Trump and his family are being criticized for plans to hold a Saudi-backed live-like give tournament at one of their golf courses. Julie Walker with the Associated Press has more. Some 9-11 families blast former President Trump for hosting a Saudi-backed golf tournament at one of his clubs in New Jersey. The victims' families say Saudi Arabia played a role in the attacks, something it denies, and have an ongoing lawsuit. In a 2016 Fox News interview, Trump also blamed the Saudis. The Live Golf Tour is backed by the Saudis and scheduled to begin July 29th at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster. In a statement, Liv says, these families have our deepest sympathy. While some may not agree, we believe golf is a force for good around the world. Critics also accuse Liv of ignoring Saudi Arabia's record of human rights abuses, including the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I'm Julie Walker. Thanks, Julie. And that wraps up the July 20th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Thanks to Voice of America producer Mukbilia Barrow. And thank you for tuning in. Catch McBeal on tomorrow's show, same time, same place, right here on The Voice of America. I'm Prince Nesta, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.